The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby. Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, January 20th, 2023, season 18, episode number 111. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get you ready today for Cowboys uh, versus 49ers. It is the divisional round of the playoffs. That game happens this Sunday. It is a 6.30 p.m. Eastern time start. That's 5.30 Central. It'll be 3.30 for us out on the West Coast. Uh, But we'll get you guys ready for that game today. By the end of the show, we'll give you our predictions of what we think will happen. Let's start first, though, with a couple injuries that are coming out of the last game and what you guys are hearing or thinking from the standpoint of these guys being available this weekend. Let's start first with Jason Peters. Yesterday, Brian, you said you don't think – that's going to happen. No, what are your I don't. Thoughts? I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. That's a hip flexor, and you know, and he was off on the side and stuff working yesterday. I just don't know if he can get ready fast enough for that. So, uh, unless something changes, you know, sometimes these players, when it turns into playoff football, and they kind of see where they have to be or need to be, uh, that maybe that uh, that they find a way. But I just didn't get the vibe that that one was going to be a possibility this week. Nick, what are you hearing about J. Ron Curse? Well, these two guys, it's backwards. It's really weird. On, I mean, if you looked at these two guys yesterday, which guy is limited and could probably play, and which guy is not going to play, you yeah. wouldn't. You would have thought it was the other way around. Yeah. Curse didn't have any any equipment on at all. He walked out there. He had a big sleeve on his knee. He walked out to do some rehab, and they they called him limited. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened after that. I don't know if he got Superman and he got his stuff on and he was limited. So. I think he's going to play, but I don't. I don't expect him to be really, uh, really effective. He's limping around. I mean, he doesn't look good. He's limping around. I get he wants to play. I get it. He's talked about the 49ers more than the 49ers have talked about themselves. He's talked about this game for a whole year, but I don't know. I was told to me that this is kind of similar to what happened in Week One against the Bucks. Well, he missed four games. So. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, you know what's play. tough here is like, okay, you got a guy that definitely wants to play, and a couple, yeah, a couple of days ago, he was saying he's a hundred percent ready to go and all that. Then you see that at practice, but then you get to this point where do you go all in and just put him out there and see how much he can handle, or do you try to protect whatever injury and and try to hope he's better for what's to come. So it's like one of those, do you go all in or protect to thinking, okay, who are we playing next? Giants or Eagles? And is he going to be ready for that? Or the Super Bowl? So I don't know which way, but I would assume they go with protecting the player and his condition. Yeah, but at the will. same time, there's sometimes where you need to hear like how the player is actually feeling. And then you get maybe him come. And we know this. We hear it all the time. Players saying, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. So it's just it's tough to evaluate. But like Nick said, he, he didn't look like someone that's 100% out there No, and, and, and you're running out of days, though, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing about it is. Didn't have the, a lot. The thing, that, the thing that it's, it's interesting is that, uh, 
you know, with his knee, it was one of those things where he got hurt in the pregame, remember, and then all of a sudden he comes back and plays. Oh, yeah. You know, and so now you're kind of like, well, is it something that he deals with or is this something, you know, but Nick's right. Nick's right. I, I forgot about that game. He yeah. was laying on the on He was the laying ground. on the ground. They're yeah. carrying him off the they're carrying yeah. him out of the out of the off the like, field. Like literally like he's And got then the next thing you know, he's lining up field, and yeah. it and it it always reminds me of the of the Byron Jones like sitting on the field and putting his knee back in place that one time in a game. And I'm thinking like like man, these guys but we'll see. You we'll, we'll see. see. I mean, the whole thing, I, I think the you know, these guys want to play. Are they all? You know, is it? Are they all completely healthy? No, but are they? Are they eighty percent? Are they seventy five percent? You know, that's that's where you have to kind of find out. You know, guys will say they they will do. Maybe a guy like Peters is, you know, if he doesn't have to start, can he be the backup? You know, can you go through and be the backup if you had to play? You know, in this game, could you give us thirty plays? You know, that's that that's the thing. Or you know, you worry about that because you're in a kind of a little bit of a bind now with a couple of situations. The kicker, the tackle, and then the safety. So now you're trying to think about your 48. You know, you go out there and you run curse out there on that field, and it, it works for like it did for Amari Cooper in the Jets game where he went five plays. And now you're down, you know, where you could have, like, you know, these guys will want to give it a go, but, it, it, you know, your numbers also are kind of in a weird situation right now, too. Because last last uh, week there was, like, you know, 10, B, 10 DBs versus 10 uh, defensive linemen. And while you would think 10 defensive linemen might make more sense in a game like this where a team likes to run, but if Curse is iffy and, let's say, Marquise Bell is that last guy that was up, he was activated last week, he might be the guy activated again. He might be because you need depth at safety. For that, for that uh, situation that Brian's talking about there, but McCarthy said he's in everything. You know, he made it sound like Curse is is gonna be okay. So we'll see. I mean, you know, Curse is talking like they're in their way. Forty Nineers are in our way of what we want to go and all this kind of stuff. I mean, I just think he's saying all the things that make it sound like he will play. I just wonder with. Last week, what they did with McQuamu in the middle of the field and all these different things, these packages that have to happen, I wonder with Curse not being a part of some of the practicing, just how effective he's going to be. I'm not trying to doubt him because, I mean, he, he he plays with Will. He plays strong. But, I mean, it, it, this, this isn't a great sign for him. Well, you would think, based on those four games that he was out, that the Cowboys' defense doesn't go – just basically to nothing without him, Donovan Wilson. Yeah. I mean, Donovan Wilson can can play the position, yeah. and and you feel really good about what Donovan Wilson can provide for you. So, in the event that he can't play or isn't quite as effective as you want, you do have some recourse there, right? Sure. Yeah. the The thing about this game, though, is to me, you know, you're going to need all the downhill players you can get. Yeah. And Curse is a downhill player. Wilson's a downhill player. Van Der Esch is a downhill player. You know, I mean, you're going to need as many of those bodies running, you know, getting to the outside. And, if and, he doesn't play, I actually think I would go with Jabril Cox before I would go with, with, or, or if you need some depth there, I may go with Jabril Cox. I, I know that they play different spots, but I think, like Brian's saying, I think, I think a guy closer to the line of scrimmage would, would be a guy, would be where Curse is playing as opposed to being in the back end. I just asked somebody in the organization the question we're pondering right now. Answer was we'll play. We'll play. We'll play. All right. 
Well, there you go. I'm well sorry played. I let you guys down. And well played. We'll, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get that in, but I, yeah, while we were talking, I said, you know what? Stop messing around here, Broadus. Ask a question. And That's like my happens. favorite clip on the internet. Uh, is that I showed this to Brian because this was something Brian would do. It was a basketball announcer pregame. His name's Scott Hastings. And he's getting, you know, from the studio, they're like, you think so-and-so is going to play? Yeah, and they're yeah. shooting. He turns around. He's like, hey. Are you playing? And the guy's like shooting. He's like, nah. He's like, he ain't playing. <laughs> and I, I said that to Brian. I was like, you would do that because Brian's like, hold on, let me just text someone. Let me yeah. just see. I think we, we did. I think out. we did that one time. <laughs> I think there was a pregame show that we did something from the field. He asked the guy, and he asked the guy. I'm like, uh, it was Philip Tanner or somebody like that. Yeah. Like we turn around. Are you, hey, you in today? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're gonna get some. <laughs> he's playing. <laughs> Breaking news. You can always tell well, by the shoes too. Yeah. Pregame yeah. when they, you know, the yeah, got the, the tape, jo- the tape. The guys got the Jordans on. Yeah. Like, nah, he ain't going. Well, okay, so. Yeah, you're gonna, you're, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a, a positive then from from so the, the I think the safety condition. Let's see, like again, how long. But like I say, these guys aren't gonna put people out there that are hurt. They're very mindful of that, but they also know how tough their team is. And a guy like Curse wants to play in this game. Yeah. You know, what was he, your what, third question? You said you said safety kicker, and then you said tackle. Uh, what did I say? Uh, was it defensive tackle? What did I say? I, I thought safety you said tackle. kicker. Said, oh, ta- oh, well, well, tackle as far as the backup tackle like that. If you want, oh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, no, no, Peters. Yeah, right. no, Peters. You have to kind of figure that out. Devontae so. Collins, maybe. I don't yeah. know how many. Well, he was up last week, yeah, right? Can, yeah. I don't know what the elevation rules are in the playoffs. Can you just keep elevating guys? I start zero again. I don't know. I, this is all. We need to ask that question to somebody else. Sure. I, somebody, <laughs> else. I mean, divisional games is is new. You know, the last time How about we, were in the we come game, back for the after the there break, was no, <laughs> there was no elevation talk. You well, know? with with these injuries, does that complicate things for guys that last week weren't didn't make it to the active roster? And maybe even if the Cowboys necessarily wanted to bring them back up, do you have some of those issues now where you're like, eh, maybe we need to bring an extra safety because we don't know if Curse can make it through a full, full game. Mm-hmm. We don't have Peters. Maybe we need an extra offensive. I don't know where uh, where it all comes from, but do you think that that now affects people like Bohanna, Gallimore, sure. even Nashawn Wright? Yeah, I'm, I, yes. And it also affects if they want to bring up a kicker, if they want to do that. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that. but again, With any of those guys? Well, I'm talking about just with the, the kicker. kicker. Okay. I mean, I don't think they're going to elevate him. Um, I, I don't know. I, I could be wrong there. But I, I think for what happened in practice yesterday. They were guy, working you know, as we walked in. So what happened time. in practice? I know there was some reports coming I mean, Maher, out. I mean, Maher made his kicks. All of them? Yes. I think his six made them all. This guy, you know. Three of five. Three of five. Yeah. And, and mm. the, the one, one of them that he made, I mean, like. That thing, that thing was like slicing in, like you know, it was practice squad elevations reset for the playoffs. Reset for the playoffs. Yeah, awesome. So we're two for two today. Avante Collins. (laughs) (laughs) Ask someone if uh, the kicker is going to come in. I mean, while we're at it here, yeah, let's just keep asking questions. Our fifth member of the show. I'm running out. I'll be texting you guys here in a minute. (laughs) Two different guys. Two different people there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I would think. I, I was here for 14 world. years, the same yeah. time. I was here when you got here, too. Yeah, yeah we were, came at the same time. I just kind of – how about say? You were a lot, you you were a lot better doing we You were a lot better doing your job than I was. <laughs> Who do you have in your phone? Hold on. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Nobody. Um, I guess, though – They're but, wearing white socks this week. How about that? <laughs> nice scoop. Um, so so you, you think that uh, – and you talked about it. Going against a run-heavy team – 
Do you think there's a need for for guys like Bohanna and Gallimore to be active this week? Or do you think, you know, we got Watkins, you got Osa, you got Hankins, like you got defensive tackles that can hold it down. Do you think they're going to need more bodies this week? Yeah, I, I could see one more guy. I mean, but then again, I'm not getting into what Dan Quinn's trying to do and all yeah. that. He, he's got a, a plan for it. It just well, remi- he surprised us last week with kind of mm-hmm. the combination, the guys that he went with. I mean, we were in the press box looking at the inactives, and we're like, oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. So, I, like you said, Dan Quinn, who knows what he got in store this week. It's kind of funny, though, when you think about training camp, Gallimore and Bohanna. We're talking about them, you know, oh, these guys are starting. They're first team, you know, just how how and I think at one point they both did. They both yeah. were starting. And now you've got you know, they traded for Hankins. You've got Carlos Watkins who they had cut and brought back and was on the they practice really like squad him a lot. Yeah. He makes plays. Yeah. He is. He's a good defensive tackle. See, he really is. There's I was I was visiting with some people that know him very, very well and the part when he got released from the team was very eye opening to him. I mean, that, that, that was something he conveyed. It's like, because they were asking him, like, man, you're having a great year doing this, that, and the other. And he says, when I got released, that opened my eyes to what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's what it, when all of a sudden they say, hey, we don't need you anymore. And then you're like, whoa, I just went from no one you know, being comfortable here to now you don't need me anymore. Are and you saying when you got released from the Texans or? Okay, the Cowboys, the Cowboys yeah, yeah. The Cowboys, yeah. 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 It, it was very much a, whoa. Kind of yeah. a moment yeah. for him, yeah, yeah. He's he's he is a really, I think, a really productive player there at defensive tackle. Man, you know what? I I think that maybe what you guys saw from the press box at Raymond James the other day was the fact that that Tampa wasn't going to run the ball, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's like get up the field, get up the field, guys, and that's what you had. That's who you dressed. You dressed get up the field, guys. But you did get a little bit of with Golston, a guy that can play the run. So it wasn't like right. Osa's a get up the field guy. Golston's more of an end playing tackle that mm-hmm. kind of can do a little bit. But I think his Golston's best best uh, attributes are his ability to play the run. Yeah. So we'll see this week. What did you guys see from uh, Xavier Rhodes last week? And do you think there's a chance that maybe mm. he gets replaced by Nashawn Wright yeah. this week yeah. uh, as a guy that kind of comes up to be maybe your fourth corner if you if you like what you saw uh, from Mukwamu? If you believe in conspiracy theories, Dan Quinn was holding back Izzy, not letting anybody know that who was going to be his real corner going yeah. forward. That let's keep rolling guys through. Let's keep trying guys. Let's keep trying, you know. And and or or maybe I'm completely wrong about this. Maybe because Dan Quinn kind of figured out that Micah Parsons, when Tank went down week two last year, Dan Quinn's like, you ever think this guy could rush the passer? You know. And then now you see the 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 legend of Micah Parsons. Maybe he saw the same thing in Izzy. Yeah. You know. Maybe he saw like, listen, I'm just going to hold this guy and I'm going to play him. But man, how what a what a big moment. We've seen Izzy play really, really well in training camp and, and get opportunities and stuff, but not to this point. Yeah. But if you do believe in conspiracy theories, Dan Quinn was holding Izzy just not to show anybody what they had there at corner. And I, me personally, the, the ball, the two-minute ball that went to Rhodes down the sidelines, mm-hmm. yeah. and he looks back inside, I'm like, no, bro, that's that's you. <laughs> that's that's you. you got to run with – and we talked about – what are his deficiencies? Yeah, can't, can't run. run. Yeah. Can't run. Yeah. But but he but he does do this. He, he's physical. Mm-hmm. He knows things. I mean, he knows he, he can yeah. he can recognize things. 
I don't know if you can change your packages all the time, but if you get into a red zone goal line yeah. situation, especially when they like to run wide, that means those corners are going to have to get up and hit. Yeah. Plus, he, he knows how to switch off and things like that. He recognizes things, but you're right. Just one-on-one, me versus you – that's not that's not his game anymore. Yeah. He doesn't no. have. He's not like Patrick Peterson, who's he's an older guy too. But Patrick Peterson can still run. Terrence yeah. Newman could run. He yeah. probably could run now. Yeah. You know those guys. But when you lose that, that well, is, maybe maybe you get into a situation too, like Nick's talking about. It's a really good point on his part. Is you get into a red zone situation where you have to be a physical guy, but the field shrinks and you don't have to extend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could be physical, you could chase. That's the problem that I worry about with San Francisco is how much man coverage are you going to play because they will run you through the, right. the forest. Yep. You know, I mean, they will run through. They'll run you through Kittle, mm-hmm. Uschek, you know, Debo. They'll run crossing they'll, routes. They'll like, run you yeah. through everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And these guys are so good at doing it. And then you got a quarterback that just. You know, that kind of thing. So, Diggs and Deron Bland, those guys, it's gonna, they gotta tackle. They got, you know, Deron Bland's physical, yeah, he's a physical guy. Diggs is a is is a really good corner, um, (laughs) but no, Diggs is capable, he he, he is because we saw, and and I kill Diggs a, a lot for this because. I'm I'm from the old crusty school of give me corners that tackle you know give me the Antoine Winfields that you know the old school give me you know give me those guys that come up and hit you and stuff like that and so then you watch Diggs we saw him in the Cincinnati game earlier this year it was a third down play tackle short for a fourth it's a mm-hmm. fourth down play tackle short again yep. fourth down off the field you know you're like it's crossing it's carrying the ball's there he's tackling it's when it's coming right. At him, that it's a little bit of a oh, I'm not so sure about this. Yeah, you know. Yeah, oh. yeah, and that's the part that you have to worry about against yeah. a team like this that's very physical. Yeah, they're gonna try to We're send it at 44, him. 71, yep. 19. Yep. All these guys are coming at you. Force yeah. him to tackle when they're yeah. coming at him. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we're gonna jump into the actual matchup. Got some questions for you guys. Brian also got a little reconnaissance on once uh, again. Somebody talked to me. Uh, yeah, on some information <laughs> on the Raiders and how the Raiders were able to be successful offensively against this team. We'll talk about that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. 
When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to the break. Just steps away from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters in Frisco. Visit the Star District, your destination for excellent dining, premier shopping, and exciting events. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. That's a read right there. Speaking of which, I owe you a lunch. Okay. You want to do that today? Yep. Yeah? All right. Birthday? No. no. I, I, you, I, you sorry if them. I missed one. You Actually, we them, made it. You want to tell them the yeah, bet that you we made? We made a little, a little friendly wager Oh, that uh, I did not think. No, I didn't think. the easiest bet I've ever made. It was. And I've made some I bad didn't ones. Think, I didn't think Zach Martin would be a what first team All-Pro all pro. this year. I didn't. You, you I, thought, didn't. I thought he had a good year. I didn't think he would be a first team All-Pro, though. And and Nick and and Kyle both like lined up outside my, my office like I'm in I'm in and and so yeah of course they won. I'll tell you what man that sushi marquee across the way is not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I Maybe don't know. today's a good day to do. It. We'll see. Yeah, that's. It I still got to go down to your place on the corner. Which one? It's the, the tricky fish. Oh. The tricky fish. Oh man, you got to go to tricky fish. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. And I owe you guys some gumbo still too. There. What about you? Doing? Do I do. I'm like, we've gone through the entire season in and the still Star District. Any gumbo. I, I, I will make some gumbo. It would have been perfect today because it's cold. I'm I, freezing. I, <laughs> <laughs> you make this guy up too. All right, I am, I'm freezing. We'll get some gumbo. All right, sweater. You're not on allergic anything. to anything, are you? You're not no. allergic to anything. Okay, no. cool. Like Amber eats everything. Don't give me penicillin. Oh, me too. You. Allergic to penicillin? Yeah, I found yeah. out when I was giving birth. They didn't oh. know. That's not a good a time to reaction, find out. But luckily, <laughs> I was at the hospital, so they yeah. took care of it. Horrible me, time to find out, though. You got yes. other things going yes. on. Whoops, she's <laughs> hiving up. Penicillin's not good. <laughs> and she's having a baby, but, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, welcome back. Second segment of the Break Live from the SWBC Morgan Studios at the Star. The segment presented by blockchain.com. Real quick question for Nick. Real quick, real quick. Yeah. Real. Yes. Favorite, you'll know this, favorite fictional sports coach. Fictional sports coach? Is, is there an answer? I mean, like, well, no, anyone you want. Norman Dale? Norman Dale. I was saying, that's, I, is that your favorite one? That's the first one. Like that came Ted to my Lasso, mind. Oh, no. Reggie Dunlap, some Slapshot, <laughs> uh, Morris Her- Buttermaker from Herman, Bad News Herman, Bears. Yeah. Herman, Herman Boone. Boone. But that yeah. was a real guy, right? Yeah, it was. It, okay, Norman Dale. Norman Dale. Norman Dale. He's a, 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 I, the uh, oh, Hoosiers, right? We don't have time for this. Story. Okay, no, I, I just, because it was a story. I have a story about that, but I. It was a question we asked on the radio yesterday. Norman Dale. Norman which, Dale, yeah. Can I just do a quick story? Real sure, quick? go for Sorry. it. Sorry. Especially since You're Chris, like me. You especially since Chris earlier, he was sh- showing me something, some clip of, of this 
fake coach <laughs> yelling at his kids. But anyways, Normandale, my favorite part of the movie Hoosiers, which you probably have never seen. I was like, who's he's, Normandale? He, he coaches Hoosiers. It it's the, the Indiana basketball team. <laughs> and he's trying to set an example to his new team here. They only have... They only have like five kids, yeah. and and on the, on the team, and he keeps saying, "Pass the ball, pass the ball." This kid just jacks up a shot all the time. So he's on the bench. I guess they have six kids, and they foul. Someone fouls out, so he just goes in the game, and he's like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "In the game." He's like, "Sit down." No, he's like, "We gotta have five. He's like, "Sit down." And the coach comes over. The like, coach, you need one more. And he ref, goes, "Yeah, I'm the ref. Ref, yeah, you need one more." And he goes, "My team is on the floor." This is a great moment in the movie. Well, fast forward, what, 40 years. <laughs> I'm coaching soccer. We're getting beat like eight to nothing. We got a kid crying over here to his mom. We got another kid in the bathroom. We're getting all this stuff. And another kid just tried to punch a, another player on the team. So he's getting reprimanded over On his here. own team? Or no, on the other on the team. Other team. Okay, the other team. He, he like takes a swing yeah. and all that. So he's getting Happens. talked to by the coach. We're a mess. We only got like, it's four on four. We only got three kids in the literally the exact same face, this little like 15-year-old kid comes over as a ref and goes coach you need one more and I was like you know I couldn't say floor but I was like our team is on the field you know and I thought that was like the greatest moment nobody got the moment but I got I know because the ref's like, still like, ref was like does he understand what I just said, to him? said did, you have a, did you have a rolled up program <laughs> yeah, in your head? Kind of, yeah everyone's booing all that. I was like our team is on the field you know, uh, we gave up another goal and he like put his hand in the air yeah and walked, uh, yeah and I was like, like you this know, guy. and I had the I had the music in my head going yeah. on I think they scored again on us whatever <laughs> whatever we learned a lesson that day what was it uh, get Pele on your team, you know. Like try to get like Ronaldo or something like that. You know, we didn't. We don't have those kids. You know, yeah. play club soccer. That's what you got to do. You got Ambar's son coming up here super yeah. soon, right? Ready yeah, to go. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He's probably Some as good as any there, kids right? you got on the team. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's uh, let's let's jump in. Let's let's talk about this matchup, Brian. You were able to talk some folks around the league that, yeah. you, that you deal with uh, about that Raiders games and some of the things that they observed. Yeah. What what were you hearing? Well, the thing about it was what this, and we talked about how you have to be able to block the front. We talked about that yesterday. We talked about they don't do a whole lot. You know, that's another thing that they were talking about. There's people are saying, hey, if you control the front, and what you do is this. This coach told me, and this is talking. Cowboys offense versus their defense. Yeah, Cowboys yeah, because the 49er defense, everybody yep. seems to be worried. How are you going to move the ball? How are you going to, you know, how are you going to handle all that? It's a whole other thing. How to trying to stop them? You know, yeah. that's another day. But my guys were telling me about this: is if you're able to control their front and making them blitz, they don't want to play man coverage. They don't want to do that. They like they like playing in zone because it protects their guys. Mm-hmm. And what this one coach was telling me about, he's like, listen. He says we could talk about uh, Traverius Ward, and we could also talk about uh, Lenore, the other corner. He says, but the guy you could take advantage of is Jimmy Ward, the nickel number one. Mm-hmm. He says, now what teams have been able to do is that you get him into some matchups. He does it. He of the guys that can cover on the back, he's the one now. Hafunga, the safety, is the one you want to try and get your tight end on. That's the one they say. But they said also Ward out of the slot. He's just not accustomed. Even though he plays it, it's not his favorite thing to do. So Kellen Moore, CD, think about how you want to. Maybe even if it turns into T.Y. Hilton in there a little bit or somebody that you feel like can win. Because Ward isn't really comfortable having to carry guys. That's not his thing. But that's how they that's how they play man. 
when they comes on the field. If you get him in eleven personnel, you know they're going to probably play man coverage. It's something that they really, really don't want to do. So that was something. Attack, attack Jimmy Ward in this game was something they said. Another thing they said is, listen, move your tight end and move your tight end. What he said was they create bubbles. Like if you put the tight end to the right side. They're going to take that as that's the strength, that's where the ball's coming. You move the tight end to the other side, you create a bubble over there to run the ball at. Mm. So if you're going to run the ball in the 49ers, run it at the bubble. Don't run it where the tight end is because that, that's, they declared that's the strength. So if you move your what they call the Y or the tight end, mm. you move your Y, then that creates bubbles in their defense that you can potentially run the ball at. So at, Away from the tight end. Away from the tight end, mm-hmm. but just you know, and this and make that happen that way. I'm for that because yeah. it's not like the tight end's gonna. He's not opening up a whole lot of lanes blocking. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's how it. you create. You create yeah. s- space for yourself. Yeah. Another thing is, you said you have to be really, you, you have to be really um, disciplined because their rush is up the field. That you said your the guy told me he goes your quarterback has to be willing to run. Okay, now we've seen Dak run a little bit, which is yeah. good. I mean, it's good, but Dak Jerry was asked about that today. It's you know, go run, go do what you have to do to go win this game. Their their rush up the field is not. It's almost like the Cowboys rush, not organized at times. Mm. It's get up the field, sack you before you have a chance. But you have guys that get maybe out of position. Dak has to be willing to those times when he gets back. He's got to be willing to. When he sees a gap, just charge it, go for it, get five, six, seven yards. Fight for another play, you know, but you got a positive play, you didn't get sacked. So, undisciplined rush, you have to be disciplined enough to know that if you see the gap, go for it because that's your best opportunity uh, to uh, to make things happen. Another thing this guy says is your big plays are your cr- uh, toss crack plays where you block down, mm-hmm. get stuff on the perimeter. Those are good plays against them. On things on the outside, he said you can't make a living running inside on these guys. So everything on the outside is a good is good for you. Another thing they said is really good is the screens, especially the slip screens where you get a back and you just kind of slide him out. And I said, this team's t- hadn't run a screen since like 1989. And he goes, he goes, yeah, I understand that. He goes, the next best thing you do is run draws. Run draws because they come up the field. Mm-hmm. And the Cowboys, we've seen the Cowboys with the game. Dak takes it, hands it to Pollard inside, and then they attack. Everybody's up the field, and they break the they break the first uh, uh, first wave and get into the second wave. So if you can't run screens against these guys, the draws are, are really, really, really a good a good way to attack them running the football. Um, he also said in your drop back passing game, it's one two throw. One two throw. One two throw. He says you don't want to. You don't want to turn this into like. Let's say they're going to play. He called it uh, a post zone. Post zone is means he's got a safety in the middle of the field. It's like single high. Mm-hmm. So you're either going to get post zone or you're going to get what they call split zone, which is cover two. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you know going in, that's what you're going to see. There's not going to be anything. There's not going to be the Rob Ryan crazy exotic looks and stuff like that. You're either going to get the single high look. Or the or the two deep, and that's what he says. That's when you got to go. It's got to be one step, two step, throw. One step, two step, throw. He goes. That's how you're gonna. That's how you find a way to get plays on these guys. So how do you get, make your big plays downfield if you're doing three step drops? Typically, yeah. you're doing five seven step step drops yeah. if you're trying to go downfield. Yeah, that's the thing about it is he said to to, to get the ball to continue to move the change. You got to think about the one or two step drops. 
when they're with the Raiders, they were thinking that for what people, what I was talking to about them was they were thinking about they were able to to like I said block the front. Mm. They were able to to like okay man on man, and then it allowed their quarterback also when you watch the tape was Stidham was able to move a little bit in the pocket. So that's where it also comes into play. If somehow, some way, Dallas can hold up in this game, as and I'll say this is my final thing to you. They can make plays on the second. That that is that is your best shot to win this football game. It is going to be about blocking Armstead, Ken Law, Bosa. Uh, you know, just somehow, some way, you got to match that thing up across the front because the secondary. The, the, I feel like me personally watching this tape, and t- I asked this guy, I said, I felt like that Philadelphia's defense was better overall than what San Francisco's is. He says the fronts are basically the same. He says the secondaries aren't. Because Philly's got a great secondary. Philly's got a better yeah. secondary. Yeah. So that's that's where the, some of the things. But, again, the the draw plays, the moving the Y, and then the ability to like be not be afraid to, if the rush is up the field, take the opportunity to, to go with it. And they do not want to play man coverage, so you have to take advantage of it when they do play man yeah. coverage. You know, one thing you got to remember, too, is, is – uh, you know, when when you're facing new quarterbacks, you know, like the Bengals had a hard time at first, you know, just with, with Rush and the Cowboys with Minshew and Cowboys with Howell and, and maybe 49ers with Stidham, you know, because it was like those first starts. So you kind of wonder sometimes – if that is a if that is a factor too, wasn't that Stidham's first start? Was so you know it, they they they'll have a probably a better read on Dak than they than they did in, in that game too. So, um, but but yeah, that's some, that's some really good stuff too because it kind of shows. It seems like to me what you're saying is the 49ers do what they do. Yeah, and, and they expect to just. And by the way, when you got well. that good players, you, you, you can do what you yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. See, when we were talking about with D'Amico Ryan's the defensive coordinator, yeah. there my buddies, other buddies I talked to that played him. We're saying, listen, D'Amico will come up with a package if he feels like you're better or equal or better than them. Mm-hmm. But if you're a team that they can kind of just out uh, talent, mm-hmm. yeah, he'll play you straight up. Yeah. Well, I wonder what how what he feels about that then, because this is this is probably close. This is probably the best team that he's probably the best offense that he's faced really since Kansas City. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. You know, you know when they beat Miami. Miami was kind of rolling a little was bit there. Tua, was Tua playing at that point? I th- uh, he's been in and out so much. They, I, they, I just don't the, know. The, I think he the was. Dolphins had a. I didn't watch the game. The Dolphins had a couple of bad games. They were in that California trip. They got beat by the Chargers, yeah. and then they stayed behind. Or they, it was vice versa. It was they got beat by the 49ers and lost the Chargers, or lost the Chargers yeah. and played the 49ers. But they, it was two really bad games for them offensively out yeah. there. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. we got some questions from the fans. They've been sending them all week. We're going to get to some in this final segment. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 
5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America NA equal housing lender credit and collateral subject to approval restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to the break. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life. It starts at just $20. Join now. Get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details to join today. Welcome back. Final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Let's get some fan questions. They've been sending them in all week. Let's get to it. We've got one first from Jay Stender. Uh, he says, what are the biggest differences between these two teams uh, when they met a year ago uh, to where they are right now? Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that 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 trade part of it. That trade made them that that that's something they absolutely had to do, you know, to get that done. I mean, they they realized that they had, you know, they had good backs, but they they also needed, you know, here's a dynamic back. Here's a back that can catch, run. He's perfect for what they do. Mm-hmm. He really really is. He's so hard to stop just because you know, you could put him out wide, you could, you know, you put him in the backfield, you hand him the ball. I mean, there's just so much you can do. He's just such a hard guy to stop. I think from the Cowboys' perspective, I think that they've they've figured out, you know, in the offseason, they had to get C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard a part of this offense, and along with some others. And Schultz is, is, is one of the others, and Zeke has been one of the others. But those other two guys are, are dynamic, and, and I don't think there's going to be – one catch for 20 yards for C.D. Lamb in this game. I, I think he's going to be a lot more of a factor. I think Tony Pollard will be a lot more of a factor. I think they've just, they've just matured as an offense, even despite all the injuries. But I also think, too, that they're going to be a more physical team. I think that was a key. You saw it in the draft. They had to get physical, and they used that game as a benchmark to mm-hmm. say, we're not getting our ass kicked. And do you think they are? I do. I think they're a more physical team. And if they didn't like what was happening in defensive tackle, they got a guy and they traded for Hankins. They got Tyler Smith. Was he ready to play? Eh, debatable. Could he bench press 600 pounds? Yeah. And every game he seems to take out his anger on someone. I mean, like, did you see that play from this last game yeah, where he tosses Devin White. Devin White? I mean, like every game you'll see one of those where he he gets into somebody and just throws him. 
the the fact that he's not being mentioned for rookie of the year is 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 ridiculous. And maybe he will be because if you look at and Purdy, Purdy might be in there too. He's only played a handful of games, but it's been great. But, I mean, I think offensive linemen always get overlooked in that. And when you think about him playing guard tackle, guard tackle, back and forth, back and forth, and playing it really well, I mean, his rookie season has been amazing. I think that another thing that has changed, um, and I can't go back to remember the exact number, but I think it was Micah that was talking about it yesterday in regards to penalties and, you know, Mm. those type of mistakes, that's something that they've cleaned up that was still a struggle at the beginning of this season and towards the middle of it. And they seemingly have cleaned that up on both sides of the ball, defensively and on the offense. So I think that's something that's going to obviously help them in that regard that has been quite the improvement compared to how they were last year. Boy, that, that you're right. That game last year, that penalties were just unbelievable in that mm-hmm. game. Like Cedric Wilson had a huge penalty in that game where had a nice uh, nice play. It was like a 20-yard play, and all of a sudden he blocked in the back or something like that. Yeah. And then Randy Gregory had, you know, had, had, had some tough penalties mm-hmm. on him and so yeah, it's uh, you know, th- that part of it's, it's it's cleaned up clearly, uh, you know, that uh, that uh, from from what you saw last year. Yeah, and but uh, a part of it too with penalties, and we think it's been cleaned up, but if you can't block them, you're yeah. going to hold them. I mean, yeah. that's, that's what happens. So I, I do wonder if this offensive line is going to face a defensive line that's aggressive, that, that this is going to be a challenge to block. You know, well, I know Lyle well, Collins had issues, Connor Williams had issues, but I mean, these guys could have issues too if they can't block him. But mm-hmm. there, be, there have been times, even recently, that I feel that it's kind of flipped a little bit to where they can drop penalties. Drew one last week. Yeah, it didn't take. It took week ten. It was against Green Bay the last time they drew a holding call. But yeah, it it was like it was last week they drew actually drew a holding call on Donovan Smith, and you're kind of like about time. Like they hadn't drawn one for you know for seven weeks. So I mean that that's that's really, you know, the, the the thing you have to Bill Vinovich is the official for this game. He's the one that calls the least amount of penalties. Now I know it's an all star crew. But I guarantee you, Bill Vinovich is going to walk in there with his crew before the game and say, listen, if you see it, call it. If you don't, I don't need any flags. Okay? Let's let these players decide it. Now, is that good for the Cowboys? It could be good for the Cowboys if all of a sudden you're struggling with that front and you're trying to, you know, if they're holding Micah, then I get to hold Bosa, you know, or I get to hold the defensive tackle. If they're holding my guys, I'm going to hold you. But, you know, I, that, that's, that's what you have to kind of in these games. I appreciate officials that are going to let you play, you know. And I, I believe Bill Vinovich is probably going to tell his crew, you know, you call it when you see it. But if you don't, if, you, if you're not sure, you keep that flag in your pocket and let these players decide the game. I don't know who that benefits. Yeah. I don't know who that it's benefits hard. the most in that type of game. Maybe it benefits the Cowboys because if you're thinking about your offensive line. You know, and having to block. I mean, we. I keep saying, "Hey, we got to block the front. You got to block the front." Well, maybe block the front means holding too. You know, and yeah. if you get away with that, maybe it'll help you make some plays. It just feels to me like that game. It feels to me like Dallas lost that game to San Francisco last year by three scores. That's the way it yeah. feels yeah. coming out of that game. Hundred sixty-seven yards. And we forget yards how rushing. close that game was. Yeah. Like Dallas was in position 
to be able to, to – I mean, that, that was not a game that was out of reach for them. And that's where I'm like, if you even found a little bit more from somewhere. Now, obviously, Christian McCaffrey changes things He does a bit, change it, yeah. But, but if you find a little bit more in offense and defense – this is not an unbeatable team. Like Dallas is not going in to face. This is not Ivan Drago. Like yeah. this is this is a team that they should be able. Who lost? He did lose, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But my point is, like they can they can beat this team. This is not a situation where this team is so much better than Dallas, or was even so much better than they were last year. It just felt like that because just, of how it went down. This is one of those weird. He's just a man. This one He's of, just a be man. a more man than him. That's this, it. This <laughs> be is, a more man. This is. Than him. This is one of those times where I kind of feel like if Dallas wins this game, they're, they're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. That they're going to find a way. I saw somebody put tweet that this morning, too. I, I just, makes it, me nervous. It, it makes me sweat. It makes me nervous. But, I mean, you've really played nervous. the Giants, and you've played – and I, I give the Giants a chance. I do. I do, too. I give the Giants a chance because they were not even playing their guys in a game that Philadelphia had to win, and they lost by six. Yeah. There's if you somehow some way if the football gods smile to, on you on on Come Saturday, huh? I was saying keep coming up with funky. Yet. <laughs> sorry, somehow some way. I'm sorry, I'm no, singing Snoop. But that's yeah. It's just to me. It's it, I, you're right. I, I tell you what. If the Giants go out there and win, the the best motivation you could have going into this game Sunday is if the Giants do win this football yeah. game. But the, that that's the to know that you could host the NFC Championship game against that. Against and, and the Giants, trust me, the Giants have gotten a lot better. But you know, if you but, win this game, you're hosting. But the 49ers will also have that motivation yeah. too, knowing that they will host. And if you know, they win. I'm talking frankly, about my motivation. I know, I don't care about I know the but I'm saying but the you know, 49ers will also. I don't also care about have the 49ers. Quite frankly, though, in my mind, I keep thinking if this is the Cowboys' year. I think it's going to be they're going to have to go the hard route. I don't think they will get any breaks because yeah. you're, you, you're you talk right. about it all the time, Brian. Yeah, this team's allergic to prosperity. They are. Like, I think. I they think are. the more things are stacked against them, yeah. the better. Like I want them to have to go play San Francisco. I want them to have to go to Philadelphia and play Philadelphia. I want them to have to play Kansas City. If they're going to do it, that's everything that's against what we believe. I've gotten in trouble for saying that. No, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if they're going to do no, it, we talk about injuries, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I saw. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man. <laughs> <laughs> Glad you did that on 105.3 because they would have been putting that all over like Dallas Cowboys uh, official website. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm surprised you guys had me on today, to be honest with you. But no, you, know, you know I'm not wishing, no, I'm not wishing no, for injuries. No. I mean, I, and I know exactly the what only you're thing, saying. The only exactly. thing that ever stopped that guy from being a great player was an injury. Yeah. Is an injury. That's the only thing that's but you ever never you nor anybody else ever wishing for an injury it was it was no. just tongue in cheek no no fine. it absolutely it was, was i am not but i am the, <laughs> i'm the number one villain in uh san francisco oh, yeah. right now good good thing you're not having to travel out there this yeah. week that would have been oh, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. interesting oh, yeah. all right here we go let's get some predictions uh what do you guys think is gonna happen this weekend nicholas start with you well i um I, i'll say this if if i'm if i'm dan quinn what i would do though is is trent williams plays left tackle I'm putting Micah Parsons over there, and I'm going to run right at him on the first play of the game. If he stonewall Jackson, you know, Parsons, no one's going to say anything. All right, cool. He's got 60 more other rushes to get home. If he beats him, if he gets by him and gets to Purdy and makes a play or whatever, that right there could set the tone for everything. My best, your best, I just beat you, and now we're going to be here all day. I mean, 
I, that's what I would do. Now, do you keep them over there if it doesn't work? No, move them around, whatever. But I think you got to do something to set the tone. Set the tone there. Set the tone with a deep ball. Put Turpin in to throw it deep. Put Ty something. Show them that we're here to win this this game. Uh, <laughs> I think so. you almost said so. Yeah, he did almost say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna win this effing. But game. I agree. I, I you agree know what? with you. Yeah, hit him right in the mouth. Yeah, hit him, hit him right in the mouth. You have to. That's the only way you're gonna do it. You got hit in the mouth last year. What do I think is gonna happen? I think this is going to be really tough for the Cowboys to win. I really do. But I'm picking them to win because, as I said on the radio this morning, it's about freaking time that you and I go to the NFC Championship game. And we're going to – I can't even do this without talking. We're going to freaking go to the NFC Championship game. So the Cowboys are going to win 27-23. All right, and I and I can't believe I didn't just throw any words out there. You almost did a few times, (laughs) Amber. Um, you know I'm going with my heart with this one, and you. I think sometimes that I've suffered long enough, but then I think of the people like you (laughs) (laughs) and the the fans that have been with the Cowboys since Mm -hmm. their last Super Bowl, and I think yeah, definitely it's freaking long enough. I don't know how people have stand that long but um, I do think the Cowboys actually have a chance to win this game I don't see it impossible whatsoever I think that there are certain things that it's not preferred you're going against a team that's pretty healthy and has a lot of talent on both sides of the ball and it's going to be a tough one but I think the Cowboys do manage and find a way to win I think Dan Quinn will be able to just create some pressure and not make it that easy on those guys. And the Cowboys offense, they'll manage to score some points as well. Hopefully Dak has the same focus and mentality that he did against Tampa. And they're going to score some points. I do trust in Brent Maher getting those kicks right this week. So, yeah, I, they win. And I do see it a close one. High-scoring game, though, I would say something like 37-35. Cowboys. Yeah, I like what Ambar's saying. I think I do. I think it comes down to a Brett Maher field goal, and I think that Dallas wins uh, 31-28. And I actually also think a similar thing. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I actually think it's going to be an overtime game. I think they're going to get oh, to overtime. No. And I think no. no but, and I, but but here's the deal. But both I think it's going to be overtime. Shot. Both I think it's going to be overtime. But I think Cowboys win with a Brett Maher field goal. Yeah. 34-31 is your final score in overtime, and Dallas moves on. My to heart the, cannot handle yeah, let me an know. overtime. Let me know how that no. works. You're going to be out. Yeah. Nick is going to be punching. You guys will be on the field. You guys be on the field at the end for that one, right? We might. Yeah. We might be for that one. Yeah. Just remember what I used. To say when it's over, right? Oh yeah, Derek. Yeah. Oh, we'll give it Derek, to him. I want you to turn to those San Francisco oh, that, fans for that game. If yeah. it works out like I want, yeah, yes, turn around, I'm in. Amber, take yeah. a video of him saying it. No, to the San Francisco. no, I will Derek not put that on not. video. I want to see the video. <laughs> I will not put that on video. I will not put that on video. But I will definitely do it if it if yeah, we get biscuits. To that point. He'll, <laughs> he'll whisper it. So no, one can no, no, it. you got to yell no. it at him. Yeah. You got to let him know. All right, man. We'll see what happens this Sunday, man. It'll be a good game. It will be a fun game. Let's have some fun out there. San Francisco. Hopefully the Cowboys come back victorious. We'll be back on Monday. We'll let you know what went right and wrong. Hopefully we'll be talking about a championship game. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?